Thank you for joining us on a Morally Podcast with Tony May. Morally Podcast is purpose built for America. Through our military veterans and military supporters, we show that the values and qualities that built this country, such as service, sacrifice, respect, and faith, are not dead. A Morally Podcast builds community so individuals can improve their communities. Welcome to a Morally Podcast with Tony Main. I'm the host, Tony Main, and I'm excited to introduce our audience to someone they may know from listening to Veteran Focused and um, Life Coach themed podcast, Mr. Richard Kaufman. Richard, thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm truly humbled and grateful just to be able to be here. Richard, I, I appreciate that. And I, I want to tell everybody how this happened. This is a very organic interaction, something that if you start listening to all the marketeers, they'll tell you, or marketeers, uh, almost like musketeers, they'll tell you not to do, right? You've got to do all this prep. You've got to do all this type of, you know, the pre-interview, make sure these things are really manufactured. And this all started really from your effort on LinkedIn. Yeah, I love LinkedIn. If you guys are sleeping on LinkedIn, you're really missing out. If you want to build relationships, it's a great way to meet different people and meet a lot of like-minded individuals. And when I was able to, to get, get your note just to connect, yeah. right, and, you know, I, I mean, you can spend time on Facebook and Instagram. There's nothing, nothing wrong. Information can be passed on those, too. But to then to be able to go uh, to look on someone's profile and what they stand stand for, it made me want to dig a little deeper. And we we look at your uh, Instagram handle there, um, the underscore comeback underscore coach, the comeback coach. There's obviously a story there. Yeah, there's a story. I, I don't. I don't. My my wife doesn't think it's a big deal because because she's been around it. But I don't think it's a big deal. But then again. You know, it's just our stories. And, you know, like a lot of people, to you, being a, ra a ranger is like, all right, it's no big deal. Been there, done it. But to other people, it's like, oh, my God, you were a ranger. So, you know, it, it's all a matter of perspective. For me, it's just like like we talked earlier, you know, my mess became my message. And, and, and as we, as I said as well, and I love the term, you can't have a testimony without a test. So yeah. you, you, you are an Army National Guard veteran. Will you tell us, everybody, a little bit about your service? Okay. Uh, well, first of all, um, my first time, I was in the military twice. Mm -hmm. um, the first time, I was that guy that you did not want in your unit. Um, I was, um, I hate to say the word, but I was the shitbag that everybody knew and everybody had in their squad. That was me. Um, and then I got thrown out of the military second uh, the first time for being a drug addict and alcoholic got back in and, and, and joined the national guard uh was clean and sober but still had an attitude and was due to be thrown out again uh, for the second time on uh at the end of september of 2001 but the the what happened on 9 11 changed my whole life and my whole trajectory and um i ended up with 23 years in I got hurt on duty, so or else I would have done thirty. But um, so that you know, the first time I was the guy we didn't want in your squad, and then the second guy is I was the guy you didn't didn't not want to have in your squad. I was that guy. We get to the field, 
I'll stay up four or five days, whatever you want. You want me to carry the pig? Whatever you want me to do, I got you. So that was that was me in, in a nutshell. Eventually, one soldier of the year. Um, like I said, I, and I would have done 30 if I didn't get hurt and lose my eyesight. Well, let, let's talk about after you have this opportunity to come back into the service. Was it was it missing the service? Was it knowing that you needed that type of structure to give it give it another chance? What was it that caused you to want to come back in as you were dealing with some pretty pretty uh, difficult demons? Well, what happened was uh, I got locked up, and, and um, my uncle and family had to bail me out. And as my uncle was paying the, the bail bondsman to get me out, he made a snide remark. He said, you know what? I knew you were never a military man. I knew you could never make it. And it just stuck in my crawl, like, they, like the old folks used to say. And it bothered me. And I would go to sleepless nights until I had to find a way to get back in it, which I, I eventually did. You know, it was all God's plan, but that that was the, just it was just one one remark that kind of just it kept at me and gnawed at me. And that that can sometimes that's all it takes either. And it could be words of uh, inspiration, but sometimes words that can also be used to fuel your fire as well. So I, I want to know a little bit more. So 9-11 happened. You said you were thinking about getting out around that time period as well, but you decided you decide to stay in. That was why was that such a, a, a kind of a seminal event in your well, in your, in your second a, a little, in your little bit of a backstory. Um, where I'm sitting right now, I can go out on my front porch and see where the twin towers once stood. Um, we lost people, friends of ours that were in the towers that day, and I was about to be thrown out of the military. <laughs> I didn't have a choice in the matter. Mm -hmm. um, but after that happened and God intervened in my life and, and made me become a broken man, I crumbled into my crouch. I cried out to the Lord for help. I said, Lord, help me. Give me another chance to help people that can't help themselves. So I called my company commander, my first sergeant, and I begged them to keep me. And they seen something different in me that day. And I'm still friends with that company commander today. So they, they decided to keep me. So that was the day that I decided to stop living for myself and start living for others. So 9-11 was a bittersweet day for me because it, it changed my life and my trajectory, my life very big that day. Well, I think that's very powerful, brother, because what I'm hearing is that you're an example of in tragedy there can be triumph. And if we don't believe in that, I don't know how we as a people, individual groups, you name it, actually have hope. And hope is so important in, in finding purpose in someone's life to believe that you're here for a reason. Your shirt you're wearing, you mentioned today I decide. Yeah. Right? And so it does say today I decide, but there's a question mark there. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit uh, what's behind there? Well, what happened was um, a couple of years ago, I put out my story on uh, on YouTube. It was my story, and it was about how, you know, after I got back in, I did everything be to become the super soldier. You know, I went to every class. I went to every reclassification. Whatever you wanted me to do, I got you. Um, and the day that 
um, they told me, Sergeant Kaufman, you're no longer a member of the military, uh, was Memorial Day 2012. And that was the day that I decided to commit suicide. And uh, thank God, God had other plans. But that's when the whole thing came to, you can change your life in a matter of seconds. You don't have to be the same person when you go to bed tonight that you did when you woke up this morning. So that's when I, I decided that the three most important words in the English language are, today I decide. Because all you have to do is make a, de a decision and then all you have to do is act upon it. Because we all ran over squirrels before. And most of the time it was because they didn't make a decision. They didn't go left, they didn't go right, so they got ran their ass over. So sometimes, you know, just today I decide, uh, it became a movement because it, it went viral. My video went viral. And then I decided, you know, why not have a mental health summit that's free for all veterans and first responders? So we had a, a Today I Decide mental health summit. And if somebody hashtags Today I Decide, they can actually go to the summit and watch all the 10 speakers that we had that day. And now we're going to try to make it a, a national thing where we do it once a year, all, all in different spots around the world. So where, where, what is your, what do you think are some of the perceptions in terms of mental health or behavioral health that's really stopping people from making that decision? And because you're phrasing it as a question, today I decide, but it's a way to show them that there, there is another option. Well, the reason I, I did the question, Mark, is I'll, I have people, you know, when I'm walking down the shop, in ShopRite or the stores, they'll be like, I understand the question, the, the, the statement, but why the question? I, it just gets people talking. It gets people, you know, because there's so many things you can decide to change in your life. You can change your marriage if you want to. You can change your health if you want to. You can change your faith if you want to. So it's the question mark is just to start people talking. And if we can get people talking, then that is the major hurdle. Because a lot of like guys like us, me and you, you know, we may not know each other, but if we're sitting at a restaurant and talking to each other for five min minutes, we can pour our ha hearts out to each other without even knowing each other. It's that thin green line, you know, just like the, mil the police officers have the thin blue line. And a lot of guys and girls don't want to talk to civilians, but they'll talk to one of us. And I think that, so that's my goal is to be that guy that, you know, I'd rather listen to your bullshit than I would your eulogy. Amen. You know, Amen. That's a way that's what you can put that on a t-shirt. So you, I'm, the guy, I'm willing, you know, I'm a, I was a member of the promise keepers years and years ago. You know, I'm willing to take the arrows for you while I pick you up so you can get stronger again. So that's my whole goal. That's why I wrote the book. It was just to help people realize that, you know, you're not alone. It's okay. And we got your six. I love it. And so really, when, when we look at therapy, when we look at counseling, I still think we might be couching that as in a, you need to get help. One thing that we're trying to take a look at with what we do with Ranger for Life and things that we do in the nonprofit sector is how do we look at this as performance? And from, from the idea of how will our audience receive? So we know most folks in, in my background and profession, we can tell you how and why we lift and work out our chest, how and why we lift and work out our legs. 
but that usually involves someone else, someone else's expertise. There's nutritionists involved, but when it comes to our 25 pound muscles sitting on the top of our head, our biggest, most condensed muscle that's the most important that makes everything else work. We're lucky if we're only even challenging it ourselves, let alone with with someone else. So when you're in your um, kind of travels in your talks is normalizing the idea that talking to a, a human being who knows what they're doing is worth it. Is that a big sounds like that's a big part of what we're trying to do. Yep. Uh, no, I was in the health and fitness industry for 30 years. So I, I, yes, could, you are. I could just go off on, and geek out on that. But, um, you know, one thing like I say, and, and I've said a lot of times on my show, you know, when an adult acts out, it's usually because of something that happened between the ages of three and 13. And then you add alcohol to the mix sometimes, not all times. And then you add war to the mix. It becomes the perfect storm. And nobody knows how to, you know, get you out of the perfect storm unless they've been in it. So a lot of it is some, you know, guys like us, we can just reach down, you know, pull you out of the out of that foxhole. Say, you know what, you know what, soldier, I got you. I've been there, done that. I'll show you the way. And I think that I think that's what the VA think in places like that. They need to know that they need to hire people like us that have been there have done that because they will open up to us. It's just asking the right questions and, you know, not, and asking third level questions. You know, you know, a lot of times you're like, Hey bro, how are you? The standard answer is I'm good. You know, then you go, well, how are you really doing? And then that's when people will open up. So I think sometimes we just got to, you know, they say that the quality of our lives are by the questions that we ask. And I think the same thing with, with um, trying to help others is getting them to really talk and open up. That's outstanding. I like the, the intentionality there. You can definitely tell by the questions that you get, the seriousness and the depth. Of course, you'll say, I'm fine and I'm good. If someone's really giving you uh, a greeting in the form of a question, yeah. right? So have a great day. They say, how is your day? Yeah. Right. Yep. And it's, it's not just a common hello. It's a, it's amazing how we use the English la English language. We don't pick up on our own signals. Let's talk about what you're up to now. Podcasts left and right. Um, life coach. What does that mean? What what does it mean to be a life coach? Well, um, and now I know it's, it goes against the grain of everything that you're taught as business. Um the coaching that I do is I don't charge anybody anything. I don't make any money off of uh, the coaching that I do. Now, I've worked with players from the NFL, Major League Baseball, um, WWE, a former world's heavyweight champion, Lennox Lewis, worked with him, ran his training camp for uh, six fights. and But then I got into the helping veterans. So I've kind of come back from all this crap. And um, I've also helped people come back physically and mentally. So that's my goal is if somebody's struggling with something, because normally if something is off, either if it's off physically, if it's off mentally, if it's off spiritually, one if one thing is off, they're all off. So yes. My, yes. You know, my goal is to say if, you know, somebody's 
struggling with their uh their their you know uh their body or if they're struggling with say diabetes i can get you that help but maybe i can't get you the help mentally but i'll find somebody that can get you the answer so that's my goal is just to be able to help as many people as i can and that's how the podcast started um it was i'm i'm an accidental podcaster by the way um, my podcast, I know the feeling, my friend. I know the feeling. So my show just started out. I was working with GNC, and they would send me all these products to taste and try. So I just started doing reviews on the podcast. And then I lost my vision on, on uh, my birthday two years ago. And I got down in the dumps, and, you know, my all my friends were like, hey, bro, you know, you need to – you need to, you're the comeback coach. <laughs> you need to come back. But I didn't know how what to come back doing. So that's when I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm 80% blind, but what would it be like if I interviewed somebody that had all four of his limbs blown off, but he's still taking his family to go skiing in Aspen? So it kind of just it got things going until I decided to start interviewing people that had it worse than me, but that are living better than me. And now it's just uh, now it's just blown up. We've had General Petraeus on. I just had John Lee Dumas on last week. So it just it just building, but it's all comes back to the same thing. How can we help somebody that's struggling in life and in business, especially now because you know COVID? You know a lot of companies either went out of business or they're hurting. So so and I started interviewing business owners to learn how they became resilient and how they turned their life around. So now it's all about anybody that, that my perfect audience is, if you don't mind me taking a second about my please, please do. I bought John Lee's, John Lee's books and I bought all his courses. And one thing he taught me was that, you know, when you're starting a podcast or business, you need to know who your audience is. You know, you need to know who your avatar is. So my avatar is, his name is Craig. I even named him. He's a 45-year-old guy, veteran, family of three, underemployed, and has been through the been through the ringer with PTSD and TBI. So that's my, you know, that's my avatar. So that's who the podcast is now built around, trying to get him help and trying to give him hope, like you talk about hope. So that's what the podcast is. Uh, now we're top rated, uh, top rated podcast. The book hit number one uh, last month. So it's all about paying it forward and trying to save as many lives as I can. I, that is so instrumental that a veteran going through what you've gone through, what you're going through with your vision continues to look forward to other people. Isn't that what it's all about? In the end, it, it's about community. So when did that piece kind of come into you you'd mentioned your faith before you'd mentioned god before yeah. um after, after um uh 9-11 so what what is it about people that you see the intrinsic value of people being connected is that your faith background where that comes from um, or do you think that's just something you were born with i think it was um something that I've been given so many chances in my life. You know, I've never, I was never, I never expected to live the, past the age of 25. And um, so a lot of it is, you know, God's given me a chance. There's gotta be a reason why, you know, 
I, I had my head run over by an up-armored Humvee, and I didn't die. So there's got to be a reason why he's keeping me here. And then when I met Gary Vaynerchuk and had lunch with him, and, and that's when we that's when the whole comeback coach started. To I had to find a way to get my story out there. But, you know, I also believe that every store, everybody has a story and they all need to be told. So that's when my that's when my podcast really started. Um, So that's what my way that's my ministry, even though it's it's you know, it's a podcast. I consider it my ministry, you know, and a lot of times I'll have people of faith on. And the last question I'll ask them is, you know, they say that if you're not close to God, you're the one that moved. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. So I always ask somebody, you know, what can you do in the next 24 hours to start, you know, to give somebody hope and get them back to, get them back to, you know, um, to close to Jesus. So I, I consider it more of a ministry than a podcast, but it is what it is. And, you know, I wake up every morning and I say, Lord, you know, I'm in charge of the work. You're in charge of the results. So, you know, that that's why I do what I do. And hopefully, hopefully it's changing some lives. And I've heard some some stories some, about people that had actually had the uh, the weapon in their mouth about to pull the trigger. And my one of my Monday Night Live episodes came on and he listened and then he went and called 911 and actually went in for treatment. And now he's a proud father of three and sober for five years. So hopefully things like that. You know, that's what uh, it's all about. Legacy now. That is so impactful. I I, I don't even know. To, I I mean, that's like a drop the mic moment. I've got a suspended one here, so I can't I, I can't I can't do that. But knowing and, and, you know, sometimes we wonder what is our return on investment when you're doing something that's pretty altruistic. Right. There's a, this isn't a profit margin game um, at, at all, but you're using everything that you have in this service for others. So before we we sign off today, where can people learn more about what you do, um, what you're up to kind of daily? Um, and, and if they want to get in contact with you, what's the best way? They can check out um, my podcast, which is called Vertical Momentum. Uh, and, and I was very humbled about right before I came on, I seen you tagged me on Instagram. Uh, that really, it really touched me inside. So they can find me on Instagram, the comeback coach or something that Gary Vaynerchuk taught me that day. He said, you know, I said, Gary, I'm not leaving here till you give me something. You know, I didn't come all the way here for nothing. And he said, I, I want you to make yourself a hashtag. So if somebody goes to their toolbar and just puts in hashtag, the comeback coach, it'll come up on everything that I'm doing, all my social media, and it's free, 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 free. And that, you know what? That's a perfect price for those of us in a podcast world, nonprofits around, and for folks who just want to get more information, how they can help. Richard, we've enjoyed having you on today. Once again, at the underscore comeback underscore coach, and then the comeback coach hashtag to reach out with Richard. Also on LinkedIn, very responsive, I might add. I'm and, on LinkedIn. I love me some LinkedIn. And I just, uh, they just approved me to be able to go live on LinkedIn. So our show might be going live on LinkedIn. Well, that's outstanding. We look forward to it. We'll be viewing in. And I think we'll, we'll leave the audience with one, with one short phrase. Let's make it, I don't know, three words. 
today I decide. All right, and for the rest and the rest of your week, for those listening to us, just take some time out of your day to make today better for somebody else. Thank you once again, Richard. God bless you guys. We hope you enjoyed a Morley podcast with Tony May, and we appreciate your viewership. If you'd like to hear more from Tony or one of his guests, you can view or listen to past episodes at TonyMain.Podbean.com. Until next time, be a community builder for America.